Welcome to the motherhood journey. I am so glad that you're here. This is a space where we allow the daily joys and the tough moments to shape us and build us into the beautiful and powerful women that God originally designed us to be. Let's walk this out, mamas. Let's enjoy the journey of motherhood and see it as the blessing that it is. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to our Biblical Womanhood series. We're doing the last and final episode, which is on Proverbs 31. Absolute banger. I'm really excited to dive into this with you guys. It's such a beautiful passage and I think aligns with so much that I hope to bring on this podcast and um, get your Bibles out if you can and sit with me as I read it. I was going to read the whole thing, write notes and read the whole thing with you, then just chat later. But I like got into it and was like, I just get so excited over every single line. So I thought, let's read it together and I probably will have a comment after every single line. <laughs> um, but I really hope and pray that this can bless you more as you understand this passage and if anything I'm just going to amplify the awesomeness of what it says I'm, I'm not going to be bringing heaps to it um God is amazing and he speaks for himself and um yeah hopefully my just joy over it really will just um excite and um encourage you to be an awesome wife um even reading through it now myself I'm like wow like these are massive things and I really hope that as you read it with me you don't see these things I'm declaring or saying we should be pursuing um as kind of um an expectation that if you're not fulfilling it right now in your life that you're not doing good enough um I am not fulfilling these things right now I literally before I started this podcast was like I'm convicted I have to go apologize to my husband before I can do this because I need to have a clear heart and I functioned in emotion with him literally like minutes before and um yeah we are so all on this journey together and I love the grace of God I love that I can have a conviction in my heart and then go I know what I need to do regardless of if I think I'm right or how I feel your word is so clear that I need to repent um and yeah honor the other person and, and give myself in submission to my husband who is a godly man so um went and did that received forgiveness was awesome and now I'm here trying to encourage myself and you guys for all of us to wherever we are in our journeys of being a woman and being a wife to um kind of keep these as treasures in our heart of what we're working towards and if they're things that you're like that's amazing but I definitely don't do that at all in any way or don't even want to do that it's just something for you to bring to the father and just keep laying at his feet and asking him to convict and, and open up your heart to do them because we can't force ourselves to do anything we know that in the faith of Jesus it's all about grace um, and he is the one who works the goodness in you and he is the author of your faith and how good is he he does everything for you so surrender let's do this um so yeah let's just read this together knowing that we are all imperfect but all love Jesus and truly want to become the wives and the mothers and the women that he has designed to be because it truly will satisfy us more um so let's just go after it together all right hopefully you have your bible now after all that rambling so I'm just going to start from Proverbs 31 verses 10 downwards um an excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels um I might just say the word stop after I read each verse so you know that when I keep talking it's my own thoughts not the bible um so stop <laughs> um I love this I love that it speaks about her being more precious to jewels than jewels because it instantly hit my mind that earlier on in proverbs when they introduce wisdom they talk about how wisdom is more precious than anything you can find on the earth like gold and things like that um and I thought wow like 
what does it mean Lord to truly be an excellent wife and how powerful must it be because as we know uh, the men are the head and they're the ones who have to answer to Jesus and their job is massive they need to present you as pure and blameless before Christ washed by the word of God um, treat you as Jesus treats his church like love you completely unconditionally so beautiful um, so how powerful if we hopefully you can hear me over this wind how powerfully how powerful it would be if we can be excellent wives onto those husbands like what would that unleash like what would that do upon this earth do upon families do upon the next generation upon the children that we have like it really excites me um, what it means to be an excellent wife by the standards of the word and how much that can impact me impact my husband my family every venture that he takes on if I can release kind of pressure or sin within his relationship within with me then how much can he more focus on what he was destined to do rather than needing to take care of like a nagging wife comparing complaining um bitter all the things that I definitely do struggle with like if he can be free from those things how much more can he shine and actually bring transformation to this world it's really exciting so um there must be something really precious about being a beautiful godly woman and I think it's one of those things that's like a narrow path like it's a rare thing to find um, and a rare thing for women to take seriously in the faith um, because for some reason, I guess, well, not for some reason, the spirit of, of the enemy is over this world and it, as we've talked about before, it's all about strength and femininity and pride and feelings and standing your ground no matter what because you need to be a strong woman and those things got birthed out of a, quotation, healthy place um, because of all the abuse over women which is not okay in any way at all. Um, but I think if we can be kind of this elite group, like a group that's like outside of either being abused or um, just standing for your rights, it be this group that's like, actually, this can be pursued in a really healthy way where we are honoured beyond anything, treasured as the most beautiful jewels, um, more precious than the most beautiful jewels any riches our husband could find. And yet our life is of submission service, service to him as we will read. So... Um, it's a beautiful combo, only found in the Word of God, not found in this world at all, which is awesome that we have the Word that we can pursue. Um, next verse says, The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. Stop. That's amazing. This verse alone, I'm like, Lord, I could sit on for weeks. It's just so beautiful. Imagine if the heart of your husband trusts in you in every area of life. When I break that down, I think about like... Um, I saw this like meme on Instagram that had this wife that was kind of like saying like, hee hee, what my husband doesn't know I get up to and she's doing all this online shopping when he's gone to work. And it's like the absolute opposite to what we're trying to pursue of a heart where our husband trusts us. Like imagine if in every category, like we are these beautiful, beautiful, meek but powerful women where our husband and his heart is so at rest and trusts us when he's off doing his work for the day. Like he trusts us with finances. He trusts us to do our jobs that we are responsible for. So when he doesn't get home, we just dump them on him. He trusts us to shoot our children well. He trusts us to pursue the Lord um, and not just waste all our time on Instagram or YouTubes or TikTok. Um, because we're so exhausted and need a break trust us to learn how to steward ourselves and if things aren't healthy or things aren't right we're diving into fellowship with others seeking help um diving into the word surrender all those things that will break away sin off us and help us have a clean mind and a purity how cool if we're like actively pursuing those things that our husband trusts in us i feel like that's something i've seen grow from the start of our marriage till now like six years in that i feel like i think there's still a lot of areas that brad needs to um learn to trust me and I need to prove that to him and grow in that um there's still areas that I struggle with a lot but 
in so many ways he's learned to trust me a lot more than at the start of our relationship. I feel like at the start of our relationship he was very much like needing to hold my hand and work me through a lot of my hurt from my um, past and constantly be there for me to break down and process through things that of brokenness inside of me and, and he's helped me a lot and I feel like we've gotten more to a, a place where he's like I can actually allow Ellie to have this bigger responsibility um, because I trust her I trust that she's capable I trust that she'll reach out if she needs help I trust that um, she has a lot of passion and purpose for what her role is so I trust her to be able to do these things oh gosh I'm going on tangents we're only on to the, the third line but it's all so good people so Yes, that's awesome. I love that. I want to be a woman where my husband trusts in, in, in me. But then above that, the next thing is so cool. It's like he will have no lack of gain. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is so controversial to the world because obviously the world wants us to all stand for our own rights and everything is about yourself. Um, this is the complete opposite. I love that it says he, because he's married to you, will have no lack of gaining in his life. Wow. How cool is that? How cool is it to be a wife where... He's actually better off. We've talked about this as well, but how cool for it to reaffirm everything we talked about. He is actually better off because you're in his life. You are truly a helper onto him. You are truly a supporter and a cheerleader and working together in a healthy way for him to also support you in the ways the word says and that is necessary. But with your functioning together and your purpose and your unity in your vision, you are a partner onto him that he has no lack of gain when you are with him, when you are supporting him. Um, and I think that's powerful in allowing them to have free time, allowing them to have time to pursue the work or the things God has laid on their heart without maybe demanding what something that me and Brad very much do, that each marriage has to do what is right. But we try and do what we believe is right rather than just what is the common practice. So um, for us personally, we might not spend as much one-on-one -on -one time as other marriages. Like some people might spend every night with their husband. And if that is something that you unifiably absolutely love and that just works for you, awesome. Um, but for us personally, we found that um, we had so many passions and needs and roles that we wanted to fulfill that if we spent every single night together, we I just wouldn't be able to get all the things done I need to get done. I wouldn't be able to process for my day, so I went to bed with my brain too full. He had certain work things or passions that he wanted to pursue. So we committed to a date night. However, it works well for us because he's at home and we talk all day long, every single day. We are very, very connected. Other families, if you're out of the home, might not work. But the point of this is to not just do what everyone says is right, like needing to have romantic times on Valentine's Day, whatever it might be for you guys to challenge and go, what would actually bring health to our marriage and what do we actually value as a family unit and what would that look like with like hobbies or the mum having time off or um, having unity together or... Um, even like in your sex life what what will bring health and life to you guys um rather than just going oh we have to do what people say is healthy so people might say having sex all the time is really healthy um or people might say as i say it's way 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 more about your heart and your intention and your unity in the decision so you guys need to like yeah i guess encourage you to like sit down and see what do we need to do so where i am giving you the gift of taking no lack of gain from your life and um he also is supporting you and anyway I'm going on a tangent but you guys get what I'm saying so good it's like really inspiring to me because I think that constantly puts me into a correct um mindset and it really like rebukes me and 
helps me sometimes to stop being a victim and just take authority and responsibility of what my role is. And my role is heavy and big. <laughs> it can feel it sometimes because I take care of the home and I take care of the two children. Um, but he also, in his own right, can say how big and heavy his burden is to provide financially and blah, blah, blah. We can each talk till our cows go home. What, what's the saying? Talk, talk to our cows come home. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But um, we can each do that. Or we can submit to the Lord Jesus to be our strength and our source for every single day and every single activity and learn how to be the most beautiful, healthy team who just support each other in our own roles. All right, let's move on, people. So we've got verse 12 says, She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Woohoo, it's the exact same of what we've been talking about. How good is that? She does good to him and no harm. Oh, I love that. I'm so inspired by that because when I kick and scream or I'm emotional or demanding of things, um, I can bring more burden and more harm to him and I love that I'm on a pursuit to learn how to bring good to him all the days of his life. Wow, that's so cool. That's so cool. Okay, um, next one is she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. Stop. Some of these things I remember like reading back, they are quite cultural things and sometimes like even some of them where it's like she makes her own linen, I'm like, like makes her own clothes out of linen. I'm like, oh, I love that, but I don't do that. Um, even with this one, I think even if you don't make clothing for your family or go out to seek wool and flax, which is, I don't even know, I'm sure they have like some cultural meaning, but like going to the markets and getting what you need for your family. I love that she says she does it with willing hands. I love that um, mentality that people have said where you can say like, oh, I have to do the dishes or you can say, I get to do the dishes. Um, and when I did that podcast on like the homemaker's prayer, all the things were like, thank you, Lord, that I have dirty dishes every day because it means my family's fed. Thank you, Lord, that I have grass that needs to be mown because my children have an outdoor space. Like kind of flipping it. And I think this is exactly what she's doing here. Like she works with willing hands and I want to do that. I want to get up through the night and feed my baby with a willing heart because of the honor it is that I get to breastfeed them or bottle feed them um, and provide for every need that they have and healthily work with them to learn how to sleep through the night. Like just all of these mind swaps and having an appreciative attitude rather than a complaining attitude really will build strength in us and help us to honestly just enjoy our days more and be raising our kids um, in not a grumbly way, which I think is so powerful. Like my daughter's been um, struggling with grumbling so much and I realized when I was looking at myself I was so subconsciously um, allowing like a grumbling tone to come out of me and that I didn't even realize it was so subconscious like if like I don't know like I left the washing out a bit, I literally would say them, like oh I left the washing out or if we're late for dinner I'd be like oh no oh what a bummer like dinner's late and like just like having these phrases which are just normal but I was like, oh, I'm inspired personally to watch my tongue and even in the little ways not be grumbling, but showing them what an attitude of just like willingness to work with my hands. Be like, all right, guys, we're going to clean up now. Let's do this to honor our family. And like, um, I'm really excited to make you guys dinner. We're going to have such a good meal tonight. Like, you know, all of that is just beautiful. All right, verse 14. She is like the ship of the merchants. She brings her food from afar. Um, I might keep reading. She rises while it's... It is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Um, I love that. I think it's really cool um, how um, hardworking this woman is. And I think in our culture, being just a hard worker has been lost. And that's something I'm really passionate about of raising my kids on a homestead, that all of us will be working really hard, um, going out to get the milk from the cows and getting sweaty and working in the garden and I don't know, I feel like there's so much power in that lifestyle rather than where it's like you're just rushing through breakfast, get to school, come home, do homework, watch TV, 
eat nuggets. I don't know, that's what I grew up doing because everything's just a rush and exhausting. Um, but to be allowing our children to be doing hard work is a really powerful thing that no matter what your lifestyle is, if you send them to school, you could still do this. But um, I love that this woman does that and that she sacrifices sleep or sacrifices taking care of herself. And as you guys know, I'm really passionate about a morning God time and um, that's not appropriate for everyone. I don't do it all the time. It depends on my season, but I really like the discipline of that and denying my flesh because I like to rise up when it's still night or for me when it's still dark and know that I'm being intentional to set myself before the Lord before I am there for my family because I have a pretty like loud, noisy, demanding family um, and it's something I struggle with so much is getting overstimulated by it all. Like all the needs yelling at me, I'm like, my head's going to pop off. So uh, something that really helps me is to know that I've had that time with the Lord and just daily surrender that I really need his help for that day because it can get very overwhelming. Alrighty, we'll keep going. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. Taking authority, providing for her family, being brave and courageous. And with the fruit of her own hands, she's growing more food. Like, I love that God loves multiplication. And he just even shows that in this. It's just like she pours in and then she gets fruit. And then with that fruit, she plants more. And like, we as Christians should just be abundantly fruitful people in every area. I believe in making babies, but also in the, the work of our hands, reproducing fruit. If it's in the business world, the tech world, whatever it is, it's just multiplying. And then our love for our families and multiplying all over the earth. And our love for God is then pouring out of us in conversations and we're planting seeds in other people's hearts and then they're multiplying to their families and communities. It's so beautiful. Just beautiful abundance absolutely everywhere. Um, verse 17, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong beautiful how powerful is that like she dresses herself so stop sorry she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong i'm like yes we have a choice so guys i've been listening to a book by dr carolyn leaf if you know her she's a um i think a neuroscientist or neurologist whatever it's called but she analyzes the brain and i'm listening to her book her first book um that talks all about how you have a choice you are not a victim to your circumstances to your biology to your past generations you actually have the power of free will and you can choose to um wire your brain and your mind is actually the head and your mind which is connected with the the spirit can tell your brain what to do so your brain isn't boss your mind is boss and can tell your brain what to do um hopefully that makes sense but it super inspires me as um, we read this just popping to mind of like i've been working a lot on my mind and my mentalities and training myself to um like instead of saying like, I can't do this, this is so hard to know, I can do this, I will do this, I'll persevere. And even like when I've been doing my stretches, I've been doing like planks. And like when I first started doing stretches, I, I literally kid you not, I'm one of the weakest people ever. Um, probably shouldn't say that, <laughs> I'm saying, but anyway, you get what the point. But I literally would feel like after five seconds, my whole body's shaking and I would drop down from the plank. Like I couldn't believe it. And now like the other day, I hadn't done plank for ages and I was like, I'm going to do 40 seconds. And I just held it and I was like, no, I I, I don't allow my body to stop. You have to hold yourself for 40 seconds. And every part of me by 30 seconds was like, drop down, drop down, drop down, drop down. You can't do this. And I was like, no, I am in control. And I tell you, body, you will hold for 40 seconds. And I just kept saying, you can do this. You are strong. You are powerful. You have the ability. And I held to 40 seconds. And I was like, awesome. And then the next day I did it. And I was like, oh, I probably won't go to 40 seconds. But I was like, 
but I know I can do 30 because I've already done 40. So I know that even though around 15, my body wants to stop. I was like, no, no, I'm going to 30. So I just did it. And I was like, no, nope, you're going to 30. You can do this. And <laughs> just a little example, but I love, um, yeah, that she clothes her strength, self with strength and she makes her arms strong. We all have paths that um, impact us greatly and I don't downplay that. But I do believe each one of us, if we choose to, can go on a slow or quick, supported or unsupported, whatever it is for your needs, on a journey where we can pursue health, pursue strength, and it's all by the grace and power of the Lord Jesus and surrendering to Him. So I really like that. I really like that we're not victims. I really like that we have the ability to grow and be all that the Word says for us to be. Alrighty, let's keep reading verse 18. She perceives that her merchants, her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. Beautiful. Let's keep going. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hand to the needy. So I guess for me, this is just showing again that she's just a really hard worker and that she, um, yeah, in all different ways is putting her hands to things and working hard um, to provide in all sorts of needs um, and takes pride in her work and joy in her work. And then beyond that, um, opens her hands to the needy and has a generous perspective and isn't stressed um, as we can be in living in this very rich society to preserve everything we can to be able to get gain. She is hardworking and open to care for and love those around her, which is amazing. Um, she's not afraid of snow for the household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. Wow. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Wow, that's beautiful. So, yeah, I love that, that she is not afraid of even hard things coming. It's like, not only is she just trusting in the Lord, she's like, I've got this. She's on top of her household. And I guess this is an inspiration to me of just like being organized and having a daily routine and um, taking a step back and being really intentional and analyzing what's going to work for the next season coming. What do I need to be doing in the garden or the kitchen or in the kids' schooling to be able to bring what we want in life because we are such powerful people and if we set our minds to things, we can do it. She's not afraid of snow coming because she's set up her house, her children to be able to stand for that. It's beautiful. Um, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Wow, I'll just keep going because all of this is good. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teachings of kindness is on her tongue. <gasps> I love that. I really like, obviously, that one is, like, so powerful of, like, strength and dignity are her clothing. Like, look at that, girls. Like, I've been talking about humility. I've been talking about meekness. And then we stand here and we see the most excellent wife. And strength and dignity are her clothing. How cool that you can be meek and humble and yet be literally clothed in powerful feminine strength and dignity in the work you do and the way you lay down your life every day for your family and the way you submit yourself to the Lord in humility. And when you stuff up and make mistakes like I just did with my husband, you can instantly go, no, that is not who I am and I'm going to go repent. It's not about perfection. It's about your heart. And if we have the right heart, we can truly stand with such strength in that. And I love that. And then obviously she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teachings of kindness is on her tongue. So the reason that I love this verse so much is because I think often as women, or I just struggle with a lot, it's so easy to be afraid of the future, afraid of things that are coming that are hard or scary, even if your kid wakes up sick and you're afraid of what the day will look like. Or for me, I know I've struggled a lot with while being pregnant, afraid of what the birth is going to be, um, afraid of where you're going to move houses, afraid if you're going to make the right decisions or be with the right people or um, enjoy what you're pursuing. 
And I love that she laughs at the time to come. That th This verse I've like pressed into fears. I'm like, come on Lord, that is so cool. Like to just literally be so free, so trusting of God, so detached from this world, so living with open hands even for your most precious things that you literally just laugh at the times to come. Knowing that probably many hectic hard things will happen. Like who lives a life without challenge? No one. But yet she laughs at what is to come because she is so secure and trusts in the Lord and that is so something I press into. Um, and then of course it's beautiful she opens her mouth with wisdom and teaches kindness I'm like thank you Lord that just shows beautifully I think what a mum should be doing like teaching their children in wisdom but doing it all with such kindness on their tongue wow she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness hallelujah love that I am obviously so passionate about being a homemaker and about being um, I believe a stay at home mum and um I love that it says that she looks well to the ways of her household and doesn't eat the bread of idleness. Like she looks at her household, she looks at dishes, she looks at the children who need to be helped and and <laughs> she um, does it with joy, does it with pride, sees that that is her like God-given awesome role to be able to serve in all those different ways. And um, yeah, I think how powerful would society be and families be if we as women just take our role of all the jobs in the house um, as an awesome role and then even it's saying like she doesn't eat the bread of idleness like it is so easy to be idle and to um, yeah just want fleshly satisfaction and numbing and um, not just hard discipline and beauty and I just think that yeah this woman got it and it's beautiful and I want to pursue it well so 28 her children rise up and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her wow that is so beautiful. Oh, side note, something that my husband told me that he said that someone does in a cultural setting or a pastor or something. I can't remember, but it might have been in the Jewish, I don't know, some, some sort of category of people. So that every Sunday when they would have their rest or their Sabbath or whatever it was, um, the husband before the children would... Um, Sorry, all the little interruptions. But um, yeah, he was saying that on the Sabbath day, the husband calls out the wife in front of the children and pretty much prophesies over her or declares over her who she is and the power she holds and is like look at my beautiful wife who has served you well children all week she is um, a mighty woman who is going to transform communities of women and I am just thankful for her in front of you um, and then he goes through each child and kind of calls out their beauty and destiny and goes like uh, Liam I see that you have been honoring your sister this week and I see that you've been pouring into your baseball and I honor that that is something that God has given you as a gift and then he goes through each one kind of thing and Brad was like how cool is that I should do that and I'm like yeah you should do that that's so cool um but yeah that just reminded me of that um verse 29 many women have done excellently but you surpass them all charm is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman who fears the lord is to be praised give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gate i love that it's not it's like so much honor for this woman it's not even like dismissing her be like off you go to do all the chores it's like such a celebration such an honoring over her and declaring that the heart is what is truly beautiful in a woman not what the whole world makes us women feel like we need to be obsessed over every little inch of our body like there is like every single part of your body the hair on your head the hair everywhere else on your body your weight your skin your your like skin on your face um like the color of your skin the size of your hips the size of your boobs the not even the size of your boobs it's like 
every detail of them. It's like there's so much that you can buy products for or listen about ads that are on mainstream TV for children to be listening to that are just critiquing and manicuring and changing and transforming parts of you to fit this certain box. And it's just crazy. There's just such an obsession with the world, um, with your physical appearance, which is weird. But um, God is just so clear in that he's made women to be really beautiful as I just think a beautiful thing to enjoy, just like his bride is beautiful to him. But um, none of our focus or attention should be on that. It, we should just see that every single person is beautiful no matter what they look like because they're a person made in the image of God and that we as women want to be pouring all our time and effort into our hearts because that, as we know, is a much harder beast to tame than maybe putting on some makeup and straightening our hair. Um, All right, well, let's pray together, guys, and then we will be done for this podcast. All righty. Lord Jesus, thank you for Proverbs 31. Thank you for such, like, thank you for including that in the Bible. Thank you for including this role model for us of someone who is just so hardworking, so honoring her husband. Like, it literally starts off the, the Proverbs of talking about how she pretty much lays everything down to make her husband's life great. Then it goes on to how she serves her household, the people around her in her community, and how she works in the home and out of the home. She's not just like sitting on a chair knitting all day. She does that, but she's also out buying fields, selling things in the markets. Like she's a powerhouse boss woman, but her highest priority is to honor her husband and honor and serve her children first. And then she does those things. And then it ends with just all this praise and adoration of her. I feel like showing your heart, God, that you that's how you feel about a woman who truly lives this generous, gracious, beautiful looking life where we put others before ourselves and we work hard. And I just pray in me, Lord, and in all of these women that you just break off just a victim mentality and a comparison that, that mentality that we can hold so easily because our role is big and our role is um, demanding. But I, I believe that if we can live out the whole word of God that says that when you're, you come to me, your burden is light. I believe that is true and um, able for women as well, just as much as for men. Um, for us to come to you constantly, eat um, of your flesh and drink of your water that makes us never thirst again. You are truly the source of all satisfaction, power, ability. And I praise you that you've given us a choice and we can arm our own strength, our, our own arms with strength, Lord God. We can wear clothing of strength and dignity because we are beautifully laying down our lives every day, being so affirmed in you. Um, pray for a blessing over each mama that we ending the series can grow and learn more and more how to just be so beautiful in your sight Lord God knowing that we are always just working for an audience of one which is you and you are so pleased with our meek humble and very strong and powerful hearts we love you God we ask for your help with all of this amen if you enjoyed tuning in today subscribe here and connect with me over on instagram where you can dm me or find my email as i'd love to connect deeper and pray with you